0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. We are back again with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. This time we have a gentleman named Eric Williamson. He is with CallMiner. I'll tell you more about him in just a moment. Before we get started, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story you want to share, or you've got a question you want me to answer, all you need to do is send it to any one of the social media channels, and you know where to find me. I am everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm there. And if it's a question, be sure to use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer the question you send in right there, maybe I'll do it on the show, or maybe I will... Do it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And now we've put the episodes on YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. We always have great segments with amazing guest interviews and a little bit of motivation, a lot of customer service and experience. So tune in. All right. Before we get into our interview, I want to do a big special thank you to our sponsor, Salvi. If you want to learn more about their incredible chatbot solution, just go to www.salvi and that's S O L V V Y dot com forward slash shep, and you will get a demo. You'll learn all about us or about them. Very, very good information. All right. Let's get to our amazing interview today, and that is Eric Williamson, CallMiner's Chief Marketing Officer. Now, I have had the wonderful opportunity of working with CallMiner probably for about five years. I've actually been a speaker at their main event uh, called Listen that Happens. I don't know when it happens now. Who knows what the schedules are, what, you know, the, the, the havoc that COVID has wreaked on meeting schedules. Uh, I recently, about six months ago, did a major international online event. Eric has just joined CallMiner as their CMO, and I'm excited that he's here today because we're going to be talking about what happens on the front line, what happens when uh, a customer abuses the support agent, and how do they respond, and how does that impact their work and others. But what's really interesting is the information that we get about this can be transferred to other parts of the company that have nothing to do with the support center. The insights that we're going to get are great. So what's the best way to positively impact your customer? It is to listen to your customers. That's what CallMiner does. And Eric, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: So did I sum that last line up well? Because I I wrote down as fast as you said it, (laughs) as you were talking, what is the best way to connect and do well with your customers and create that experience. And that is to listen to them.
1: Yeah, you did. I, I, and we were talking a little bit about, you know, what attracted me. I started here in in, in June, July. Um, and I think it was just the the idea that we all know um, that, that, that one of the best ways to improve your business is just listen to your customers. There's so much insight there, you know, in just having conversations with them, et cetera. And it's just so hard to actually analyze that at scale. Um, and bubble the right insights up to the rest of the organization so that you can actually have transformational change. And so that's fundamentally what our platform does. It's, you know, twofold. At the contact center level, it's, it's helping improve those customer experiences. And at the business level, it's providing the right insights that you can make, you know, massive improvements to your company uh, because you listen to your customers. And obviously that that listen means all sorts of conversations, voice, text, chat, et cetera.
0: So I'm guessing it was my, it might've been five years ago where I did the call miner event uh, where the audience was primarily customer support managers, leaders. So this is what fascinated me because I learned about your technology. And I think this is important to set up what we're gonna be talking about in just a moment. What call my, and and, it'd be better coming from you, but as a lay person, I mean, somewhat of a lay person, even though customer experience is my world, but as a lay person to your technology and solution, the way I see it is you've got a computer, call it artificial intelligence. If you are listening in on the conversations, not that it's Eric and Shep talking, but it's somebody talking with somebody at the company and, and the, and the computer can analyze the, the. Context of the call, the syntax, the uh, the the whether somebody's angry, the pacing of. There's so many things that are analyzed, and it and basically you learn from this. You learn insights to make yourself better and your company better. Am I on the right track? Am I explaining
1: it well? You are. And and I thought it was interesting that you used the you know like Eric and Shep are having a conversation. So I think if you think about how much uh interpretation happens of emotion of context when when two humans have a conversation so a lot of that gets lost uh in terms of a a lot of other analytics platforms that are just uh pulling all that those interactions in and analyzing it in a little bit more of a sterile fashion and it's missing out on the nuance that happens when two humans um have an interaction so what our platform is able to do is understand a lot of that emotion and understand a lot of the things, you know, obviously not at the level of really two humans, but understand nuance and context and emotion. And then the hard part is, and this is where the you know AI and machine learning comes in, is how do you then take that analysis and scale it across millions of, of customer interactions in, in many cases for our customers? Uh, so that's where that comes in. And if you take that, then you can start to find those extremely important trends and, and uh, insights that a company can use to fuel their performance and if you bring it back down to the contact center in real time certain insights can be used to, to then come back out to that agent and and give them some suggestions and give them ways that they can improve their interaction in real time so I right think- in
0: the middle of the call with the customer yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. is really incredible
1: so I think you know that's that's in a nutshell. You know what I think is really kind of amazing about our platform is, you know, I think people, you you lose you lose really how amazing human interaction is, um, and so our platform uh, attempts to do that and does a pretty good job of it with emotion and, and context, but at scale.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So we want to talk about bias, discrimination. Um, what happens when a customer is just flat-out rude, but sometimes rude to uh, foul language, but how about racial slurs and things like that? It happens. This is a very sensitive area right now. I mean, in the last few years, this has been a hot topic outside of, uh, for the whole world. I mean, you look at, you know, George Floyd, you look at uh, Michael Brown, uh, what happened here in St. Louis where I live, which gives, uh, you know, by the way, St. Louis is a great place to live. The only thing that happened here Or there are other things that happen other than the Michael Brown incident. Uh, Hey, we have the St. Louis Cardinals that win World Series, the St. Louis Blues that win Stanley Cup championships and the former St. Louis Rams that won a Super Bowl here. But anyway, I digress. Um, Let's talk about that. Where do you want to go with this? Because this was the topic that you said, hey, I want to I want to hone in on that.
1: Yeah, well, I, th- I think, you know, so first and foremost, you know, one of the things, you know, about our platform also, that's, I think whenever people think about customer experience, the reality of, of how people measure that normally is in surveys. So it's, it's solicited feedback, it's it's answers that have been given, but I think there's a big difference between what happens when you're consciously answering something um, versus unsolicited feedback. And this is a lot of the nuance we were just talking about. Um and what you find in unsolicited feedback in those interactions is, you know, it's unguarded. So, you know, give you a, a stat. I think we looked at 80 something, 82 million, um, 82 million inter- customer interactions. Um, and and of that, what we found is, is a little under half of those have some form of profanity in them. Um, so you think about, you, you think about We've, we're all customers. You think about the calls you've made or the interactions you've had with customer service. Some of those have been heated. You've been angry about something, whether they put you on hold and you got dropped or whatever. Um, but what was interesting is of those that there was profanity in the interaction, almost 87% of it was throughout the entire duration of that call. Um, really? So, so yeah. you're
0: telling me that out of let's just round the number up. It, or it doesn't even matter what the number is. Yeah basically half of these calls of which you looked at millions and millions, 80 plus million, but half of these calls had profanity and almost 87% had profanity throughout the entire interaction. Like it
1: starts. Multiple times. So which, which indicates, indicates, so, and, and where we, where I'm going with that is it, it, you know, anytime where there's that much profanity throughout um, you can make the assumption that there's, it's probably spilling over into, racial sensitivity, uh, some you know sexist behavior, something that is just really morally wrong um, beyond just the profanity itself, regardless of what your stance is on that. So you can you can make that assumption and, and we know it to be true that you know, on the customer side, I think when we think about customer experience, we're always thinking about the customer, but I don't know that anybody ever thinks of the agent and, and the people working in the contact center, and the abuse that they take sometimes from customers from us um and really how it impacts them as a human uh, there's a cyclical effect of this a little bit so these same individuals after they get off that call are expected to jump right back onto another call and be amazing uh with that next customer but you know w- what our research has found is you know if if i'm a, an agent in a contact center and i've just been through abuse from the previous customer, it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes to really kind of mentally recover from that and go back to, you know, being my, you know, uh, amazing customer service centric self. Um, wow. and so I think when you think about it through that lens and then you zoom it out to a, a company who has, you know, is, is doing 40, 50 million customer interactions, you can see how that could really impact your company's ability to provide great customer service. Um, I can
0: only imagine. Um, I yeah. can only imagine. You know, um, I I'd sometimes find myself, I don't ever cuss at a person. Um, I, you know, I, sometimes I use, I, I, don't, I try not to ever use really bad words anyway, but um, yeah. unless I'm in the locker room with my hockey buddies, then it's okay, right? And uh, by the way, I've got to tell you on a side note, and since I mentioned that, my hockey buddies, they're all guys, I got to actually play on a girls hockey team once they, they needed somebody and and I was available. (laughs) They said, would you play with us? And I was in the locker room with the girls far worse (laughs) than the guys. I'm just telling you
1: far worse. (laughs) I'm sure I'll be, I mean, you know, full disclosure and, and joining call Miner and seeing the data that I'm, I'm able to see at an aggregate level. It really opened my eyes. I didn't, I don't think I ever really appreciated what customer service agents and, and the contact center employees go through, uh, I'm I am sure uh, I've been angry enough to to cuss. Hopefully, it wasn't through the duration of the call. Oh, uh, I know. You know it's a situation. I know. And but I, I, you know, what they go through is really in some cases horrendous, especially, you know, uh, if you think about, you know racist, uh, and sexist remarks, uh, that's just uncalled for, but it happens. Um, and it has an impact on those individuals and at an aggregate scale that that has an impact on the company. Um, so I, I think it's, it's something that's real, uh, but it's something that I think companies can be more aware of use platforms like ours to understand it better so that they can make improvements.
0: Yeah. So, um, You know, I know I even feel guilty when I'm talking to somebody. They're obviously with thick foreign accent. Um, And I don't want to make the mistake of thinking they're from India or the Philippines or wherever. It's just an accent that's sometimes difficult. I feel guilty asking somebody to repeat themselves. I'm sorry I don't understand you. Could you say it again? I feel terrible about that. I almost feel like that's insulting to them. Uh, But regardless, that's just my sensitivity. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about... How does the person on the receiving end of this deal with it? Maybe you've got some insights there. And also it's important that realize that you may be a retail store. You may have customers coming in and talking to your, you know, frontline, your people that are on the floor. They're experiencing some of this too. You may be internal. You may work in a company where somebody is less than sensitive as they should be. And what does it take for you as somebody in the accounting department or in the warehouse? to recover uh and it sounds to me like it just you can't just brush it off and move on immediately sounds like there's a little bit more to it than that we'll take a quick break we're coming right back we're talking with eric williamson call miners chief marketing officer and this is amazing business radio does your team struggle to handle high volumes of support calls and emails during peak times well if so salvi has your back Salvi's next-gen chatbot and automation platform built on real AI technology delivers an effortless experience to your customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Salvi is not like traditional chatbots that are easily confused by customers' questions and require lots of technical training and expertise to build and maintain. No, Salvi is intelligent, low-maintenance, and fully customizable for a brilliant customer experience every time. Visit www.solvby.com forward slash Shep for a free Salvi demo and a CX consultation on how Salvi can be personalized for your brand and business. Salvi, the next gen chatbot
1: platform. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio
0: with best selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on amazing business radio talking with Eric Williamson of call miner and interesting topic of conversation. Um, as I mentioned, as we got off, I just feel guilty telling somebody I don't understand them and they know it's their accent. And I feel like that's not, I don't think that's racial or bias. It's just, please help me. <laughs> but um, Eric, so what do we do? What's the take on this?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I, th- I think, you know, first and foremost, I think, I, uh, you know, just making it at the company level, I think companies need to realize just how valuable uh, the contact center agents and the customer service employees are. They are literally the front line of their brand and of their company, um, and they need to make sure they're taking better care of them. Um, And so I'll, I'll, I'll make a point by some, some data that we have, um, you know this we know these behaviors these abusive uh, situations exist um that that customers uh beyond just the profanity uh, whether it's racist or sexist um it exists first and foremost companies need to be more aware of it so i think uh you know there's, there's a stat i think it was like only three to five percent uh of all customer interactions are even analyzed um, because it's not easy and not every company is using a platform that can do it at scale. So first and foremost, be more aware that this exists. Um, Okay. You know, and and then secondly, there's a lot of companies that are doing proper analysis and they do know it exists, but they kind of ignore it because they feel like it might mess up some of their models when it comes to artificial intelligence. So I think, you know, that's, that's something you need to avoid doing. Um, I think the, the best thing a company can do is um, you know acknowledge that this exists. and you can start to think about this in two ways. At a brand level, um, there's some brands out there that you know although the customer is always right, uh, not always. Uh, you know it's, it's more important to take care of our, our own employees and our front line. So there's a line that they have drawn and, and I, I can't name names, but you know a, a very large financial institution has a policy. That if if the analysis is showing this type of, of of behavior, whether it's racism or sexism or just extreme profanity, um, they will cut the line with that customer, even if it does, even if it risks uh, that customer staying a customer. So they've they've drawn a line on that, and I think that's bold. Uh, it's very hard, you know. I look at that as a marketer, and I I, I applaud. A brand who's willing to put that at risk to take a stand and say this is just who we are and we're not going to put up with that. So I think and I, I would
0: imagine uh, employees are appreciative of that and work even harder as a result.
1: Work, work even harder, but also knowing that the that the company has your back. Yeah, uh, I, I think again, it's this all comes full circle. They're going to they're going to behave differently in terms of how they interact with the the rest of the customers who are not abusing them. And and therefore the the customers are going to receive better customer service because of it. So I I do think that companies can look at it through that lens, but first and foremost, you have to know whether it's happening or not. And then you have to actually just acknowledge that it's don't, don't sweep it under the rug. Um, You know, it, it just to flip it a little bit too. So we've been talking about it through the lens of customers who are abusing contact center employees, but there are other situations that we've found uh, where it's, it's been the other direction and it isn't that the agent is abusing a customer, but by looking at this at scale and, and being able to find certain insights um, you know, some companies have realized that some of their policies or some of their products are insensitive to certain uh, audience groups um, or, or the way they go to market with uh, some of their advertising is insensitive to certain groups. They found that out by, listening to unsolicited feedback in these, these customer calls and they were able to make policy changes or product changes to, to correct that. They wouldn't have known that if they had not been listening for these, these types of insensitivities. Can
0: you give us an example of, of something like.
1: uh, Yeah. So I'll give you one. And so, uh, so we have a, a customer that is in the travel and hospitality, uh, industry, uh, large cruise, um, industry um brand that i think we would all know but so the, you know a big part of that experience is uh, there's a spa and you can book spa days and everything else and in this case um you know th- through repeated um instances on these conversations that you know they realized that one of their you know one of their uh, spa policies they they weren't able to they weren't able to work with african-american hair um and this is over and over this would come up and they realized that this is something they should change uh, because it, it was, you know, it, it would end up coming off as insensitive that they they weren't thinking about this uh, audience at all. Uh, so they were able to go back and make a change to how they think about their spa across the board, uh, which is no small feat, but, um, you know, it was the right thing to do for their company, but also I'm sure uh, that, it, you know, it turned into a, you know, a positive business opportunity for them as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, in today's, call it a weird society, uh, people are very sensitive, and in some cases, overtly sensitive, and, and um, you know, I don't know, I'm not, there's no excuse for racial insensitivity, sexist remarks, uh, all of the things we're talking about. There's really no excuse. But at what point do we have to worry about everything that's coming out of her mouth, or in an advertising marketing scheme, everything that we're putting out there for people to, to absorb content-wise?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a fair point. There's uh, you you can go too far. I, I think, you know, um, it's it's a, a company's responsibility to some degree though to be aware of it, um, and then you can figure out what that line is for for your company. Um, you know I, I agree with you that you, there should be some common sense to it in terms of what is being overly sensitive uh, in, in every little instance but I, th- I think if you go back and think about what, what gives you some I think perspective is the scale. Um, it, does it happen once or is it happening at a scale that is clearly problematic uh, with your customer base? you know is, the, is it uh, or in the reverse is, or what we hear is, is what we're hearing that is wrong? happening at a level that we need to be concerned as a company and make changes. So I think it's the yeah. part that it gives them perspective, which gives you some common sense.
0: All right. We just have a few minutes left. And I want to ask if you have any thoughts on if I'm working the phones and I'm talking to somebody and they're abusing me and I know it's not me personally, they're mad at the company. Any suggestions for how I would handle that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, uh, you know, if, uh, if you're using a you know a platform that provides some real time, then you know some of those insights would have already been um, understood, and it's going to provide you with some some suggestions on the type of of things you can do to diffuse that situation. Um, I think the other thing to do, you know, knowing what we know about the impact that these engagements have don't be quiet about it um, I think there's there's definitely ways for agents to uh, flag certain interactions to make sure that they are analyzed um, so think about it you know in terms of I may have just encountered this uh, abusive behavior but I by reporting it and flagging it you're gonna be trying to let your company know that this is happening at scale. Um,
0: am I allowed to as the agent uh, I don't want to say talk back the same way they're talking to me, but what can I do? Am I allowed to say, Hey, Mr. Customer, Mrs. Customer, Miss Customer, whatever. Um, the way you're talking to me is, is just not professional. Um, if this continues, I'm going to hand you over to my manager or the phone call will discontinue. Oh, I mean, what, what's the right thing to do?
1: Yeah. I think at, at a, at a tactical level, absolutely. I think, you know, there's, there's protocols and and talk tracks, but just, you know, don't, engage them back in that behavior Um, continue to be professional and you know elevate this to your manager Um, like if if you've repeatedly tried to diffuse the situation and let them know that this is not right um, at some point you have to pull the plug and pulling the plug in this case means sending them to your manager uh, which in most cases they're probably yelling to, to speak to your manager anyway so it's a easy
0: out. <laughs> or in the case of the company that you referred to just a few minutes ago, the call just somehow magically disconnects. <laughs> oh,
1: in, the, in this case, it was a financial institution. So they were, they were, uh, I'm sorry, but we're going to need to close your account.
0: Uh, oh, there well, you go. Oh, that's even heavier. Yeah. Which
1: like yeah. I, I, Again, like that story impresses me still. Uh, I respect that brand. So.
0: I respect it huge. I think that's really important because like we said earlier, when you're, when your people see that you're backing them up and that you're not willing to stand for them being abused at that level. I think it says a lot. That said, there there is a line, I think you used the word line in the sand. There's a line that we will, even though we don't like it, we will let our customers get to a certain point before they cross it and say, it's over. All right, last question. The one thing question. Is there one thing you want to share with this audience that you haven't talked about already? Something you absolutely want them to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, just given the nature of what we've been talking about, this, you know, and and you know, this is a topic that's important to me, especially now that I think my eyes have been opened quite a bit uh, in in seeing some of the things that we're able to to understand better here uh, with the data we see at Coal Miner. But we're we're all customers. With this is a business conversation, but at the end of the day, we're all customers. We've all been on on the phone or, or interacted with customer service, and. Be nice. Those are humans on the other end of that line. Um, you know, just use the use the old golden rule, um, and you know, try to th- just think twice before you get angry at this other person on the phone who's just trying to do their job. Um, so treat them like you would like to be treated, um, and I, I promise you, you'll get better results uh, than if you just lose your cool.
0: I like that you flipped it around. You took it from the customer's angle. Love it. Love it. All right, Eric. Thank you. I love it. That's why be nice turns into being amazing. That's right. Which is what this show is all about. Eric Williamson of CallMiner, thank you for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Great insights. I can't wait to listen to the episode again, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, Salvi. If you want to learn more about their chatbot solution, just go to www.salvi, S-O-L-V-V-Y.com forward slash Shep, and you'll learn all about them. So tune in next week where we'll have another amazing interview. Until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing.